0: Marketing Espresso, making marketing as enjoyable, energizing, and digestible as your morning coffee. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. As always, I'm very grateful that you have chosen to listen to this podcast. I obviously love bringing you guys this podcast. It's something I truly enjoy doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't put all this time and effort into it, would I? But I'm excited today to bring you a guest that I love. But before we get into the guest, and the episode that we have recorded for you. I just wanted to remind you that the greatest gift you can give me for bringing this podcast to the world is to share it with someone you know that could really benefit from listening to it as well. That's the greatest way to help grow it, so please do that. Yeah, let someone you know that needs to listen to this podcast know about it, or leave me a review, or just like say hey, reach out to me, tell me what you love about it, tell me what you hate about it, all of those great things things. So today's guest I've had on the podcast a few times. She loves coming on which is such a huge win because I love having her on. She's someone that I've admired from the day I got into business. She is genuinely a no bullshit, hugely successful entrepreneur. She's someone that I, as I said, I've admired her from the day I've been into business and I've watched her grow in that time herself. But she, you know, she's been incredibly successful in her career because she is so likable, but also because she's just so authentically herself. I am, of course, talking about Kate Toon. Kate Toon is an award-winning entrepreneur and parent to one human and one fur baby. From her humble backyard shed on the central coast of New South Wales, she masterminds an ambitious business universe, helping thousands of other humans to build their own version of success through digital marketing and business know-how. She is a renowned speaker, mentor, educator, and podcaster. She's been named Australia's most influential small businesswoman one of Australia's top 50 small business leaders and a Businesswoman of the Year and Training and Education Provider of the Year at the National My Business Awards. She's also the founder of CopyCon and the Digital Marketing Collective Conference and a resident expert on Koshy's Business Builders. In her spare time, Kate is often found taking gym selfies and roller skating, much to the embarrassment of her teenage son. I'm so excited to have Kate back with you, with us today, I should say. It's, as always, a really great conversation. Kate is always so honored and so true about her business journey and I'm so grateful that she's chosen my podcast to come and share her you know her journey ever since launching this new book and the roller coaster that that's been for her and you know the real side of what it takes to launch a book so I absolutely hope that you love this episode as always reach out to myself reach out to kate her details are in the show notes we always appreciate getting your feedback on these episodes hey. You're back.
1: I am. Thanks for letting me come back. I feel honoured.
0: No, I love it. Yeah, I, you're one of my finest guests, I reckon. And we always have such a good chat. I always we, love our chats.
1: We do. We have a giggle, you and me.
0: We do. We do. So, you're back. You, you said to me, I want to come back because you have written this amazing book since we chatted last. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's everywhere and it is a fantastic book. And I think that a lot of people that have read it are like, holy shit, like it changed the way I'm looking at business and everything. But you wanted to come on this podcast to talk about not actually the contents of the book, but whether a business book is actually a useful marketing tactic. And I love this because I think there's a lot of like noise out there. you got to have a book to have a speaker profile. And and I'm like, really? Because I don't want to write a book right now. <laughs> I don't
1: want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the book's called Six Figures in School Hours, and it's about being a having a successful business and still being a good parent, you know. So done. You know, pods about that. If you want to go and find out a bit, there's lots of stuff. Google it. It's everywhere. But I think, yeah, you know, you provide really useful sort of short tips and advice on how to actually move forward in your business. And I think it's a big question, isn't it? So yeah, I wanted to share the perspective on that. And it might be a bit contrary to what previous guests have said.
0: I love this. Because I like look, I always think, How the hell am I gonna blow up if I don't have a book to back up all my shit? But then I'm kinda like, well, no, I don't do, like I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. I'm going to okay. hand it to you. So the, the positives. Let's go with the positives yep. first, right? And I then love the we'll positives. Things.
1: And then we'll come back to the positives. We'll do the old please sandwich. So the positives are, yes, it is a great exercise as a human to sit down and try and disseminate all the stuff in your brain into a book. It's a great exercise. You write blog posts. You write social media posts. Essentially, you're gluing 45 of those together with a bit of a narrative or not necessarily it can be just episodic chapters that have no relation to each other you know you could easily write a book based on the podcast you've written we'll talk about that in a minute so it's a great personal development exercise yes i do think we look up to people who have books you know a lot of people say they're going to write a book and a tiny percentage of them actually do actually finish it actually publish it actually get it on the shelves so it's also a massive achievement yes i do think it helps with speaker gigs. I think that two things go hand in hand. Is it essential? No. You know, I spoke at lots of events without having a book. It, it, it's not essential, but it helps. But then we get into the butts. Do oh. you ready for the but, buts? The butts, buts. Okay. So the, uh, it's a luxury item to be able to afford the time to write a book and the sheer cost of writing a book, which I'm happy to tell you exactly how much it costs, is a luxury item that I would not have had the money to do until probably about year seven, eight of my business. Mm. It's expensive from a time point of view and a money point of view. If you self-publish, you're probably looking at selling around 200, 300 copies. That's the figure, which is a, not a great lead magnet if only three people. I mean, your podcast probably reaches more than that in a week. Yeah. you know, So it's, it's, a, it's not a great uh, lead magnet opportunity considering the cost and the effort involved. If you go with a publisher, even then, a, a bestseller in Australia five to seven thousand dollars in the first couple of months uh, seven thousand copies in the first couple of months it's not huge right again considering the outlay mm. and you know there are other smarter easier ways to m- get new customers at the beginning of your business journey yeah so those are the negs
0: yeah I mean yeah and it's really thick, right because the time like even for me it's a time issue that's why yeah. I haven't ever sat down. I mean, I started writing a book, but it actually wasn't a book about marketing. And, like, one day I would like to write a book not about Yeah, marketing. I'd like to write
1: a real book as well. I mean, this is <laughs> – that my dream is to ultimately be a proper author, yeah. but of real books, not business books. Yeah. But, again, good discipline to practice with a business book because it teaches you how to do that, yeah. and then I'll be able to put that into practice with a with a novel.
0: Yeah. So what was it that led you to the decision to write? Because you, this is not your only book. Like, you're no. –
1: I, I mean, I feel I feel that I am a creative, you know, like, although mm-hmm. I do all these other things and whatever, at the heart, I'm a writer and a creative. So I wrote a poetry book. I've written a kid's book. A poetry a
0: book? Baby. I didn't oh,
1: know. It. No, I'll have to send you a copy. It's kind of comedic poetry. And then a kid's book. And then I wrote my first business book, which was called Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, yeah. Yeah, I know that which one, was a yeah. collection of blog posts. And, and that did well, you know, that was about 2017. I then came up with another idea for a book, and I got chatting. I got a chat with Pan Macmillan, who completely pooed on my bonfire and said I shouldn't write that book, and that stopped me for a long time. Yeah, I didn't I move did. forward, and it's a real shame because I should have written it and it would have done well. Um, I shouldn't have listened to one person's advice and yeah. let that completely change me. And then, so more recently, I just I really wanted to have my airport bookshop moment. That was my main drive. I didn't want to help anybody. I didn't want to get raised my speaker profile. I just really wanted the experience of walking into a bookshop, seeing my book on the shelf. That's a life goal for me. Uh, so it sounds very shallow and I'm I'm proud to be shallow.
0: Yeah. So I one. think that's a cool goal. I've got the same goal. I'm sorry, anyone that says that they're not launching a book to have it in that airport or seen in the bookstore is lying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a definite part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the process, I feel I've written an amazingly helpful book and I'm yeah. very proud of it. And You know, a couple of my friends who are writers have said it's very well written, which to me is obviously the ultimate kudos, do you know what I mean? Like it flows well and whatever. So, and it's been a massive opening to opportunities, PR and speaking on podcasts like this. And, you know, I met over 400 people at my book, through my book tour, it's face to face, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely been an amazing thing and I would definitely do it again. But the next time I do it, I'll do it a little differently.
0: Yeah, because I mean, uh, you and I have spoken very briefly about, I guess, the shadow side of it yes. in terms of your energy as well. Yes. Because, you know, we, we've rescheduled this podcast a few times because like, and oh, God, I understood more than anything. <laughs> like, no, don't be sorry at all because I understand like our energy is finite, right? So yes. like, and you had been doing so much. I was like, how is she doing this? Because It's been a lot.
1: Yeah. I did the I did the Barbie movie approach to marketing my book. And the reason <laughs> why back was it was a bit of a tour de force for me. Yeah. Like how if I bring all my superpowers to my own product that I've learned over 15 years in marketing, yeah. how good could it be? So I did everything. Yeah. You know, I got the SEO on point, a beautiful sales page, a media kit, PR through the gazoo, social media, nifty, silly, cool ideas, you know, videos. Oh, I awesome all the things i launched a podcast off the back of it i did events and tours and merch and so i wanted because i wanted to say i could not have done more than i did and that's how i feel and has it worked yeah i mean it's doing well there's about four thousand copies of the book out there sold to sold and then sold through which is when they're actually in someone's hands i think we're probably up to about a thousand which Mm -hmm. doesn't sound a lot but it will take you know take time to get that and at least i'm being honest because a lot of people Say they've sold a lot of books, and you can actually go and look on a platform called Nelson if you are in the know and see that it's not true. Yeah. And you know me, I like to bust myths about yeah. this.
0: So. And I, well, because I think the reality is, and I only know this because <laughs> back in the day, I wanted to be a fiction author. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so we all did.
0: <laughs> we all did. And it was like the reality of what it actually takes to make it in the world of being an author, it's Mm -hmm. incredibly tough out there. And you got to hope to have like a crawdads book or like, you know, like if you don't have that book as especially fiction, like you you know, it's not not going to get lost. I mean, I
1: remember walking into Glee bookshop in Sydney and being overwhelmed by the amount of books. This was before I put mine out and thinking who is going to pick mine up? Do you know what I mean? Because there Mm. are just so many books. But you know, you could be the next crawl ads or you could not. And it doesn't, I don't know if that huge success is something you should aim for because every person that reads my book is essentially spending eight hours with me. Yeah. And they're either going to, if they get to the end, they're probably going to like me. Right. Yeah. And there's no other lead magnet that can do that other than possibly a podcast. Yeah,
0: I feel like podcasting you can do that as well because you get in people's ears. You're in people's
1: ears when they're doing stuff they enjoy. Like, where are your listeners listening now? Are you in the bath? Are you walking the dog? You're probably doing (laughs) something you like. (laughs) Are you nude? Um, Are you eating crisps? Are you washing up? You're, you know, you're you're Yeah, you're in someone's ears, and it's very intimate. And a book is very intimate too. Yeah,
0: I think very intimate, a book like I, and you know, like if you struggle to get through a book, that's going to stick with you as well. So when you actually, as you said, when you finish a book, you're like, I want to know that author. Like yes. I, I have dedicated time and effort to reading that and I loved it and I love the essence of it. And I think the other thing that you said that I really want to circle back to is the fact mm-hmm. that just because you may not be successful, is no reason not to do it because yes. who the hell am we, are we in life to be like, I've got this idea, I'm not gonna deliver it to the world. Like you you'll never know if you don't try.
1: Yeah. And also success reads success. It's an upward spiral. Mm. So, you know, my first book, you know, did it get in and did I have my airport moment? No. But did that make it a lot easier to get a publishing deal for this book? Yes. And will my next book, because I've just, I signed the contract for my next book. I saw Yeah. So, you know, maybe my next book will be another step up. Maybe that will do even better or maybe it won't. But, you know, as with all marketing and all business, you just, the persistence is the name of the game. Simply Mm. hanging on and trying regardless of whether yesterday was a success or a failure. That's really, you know, how people keep on keeping on.
0: Yeah, it's true. Because, yeah, you're going to have those. Yeah, it's up and downs, right? So talk us through then. So everyone's saying your book, and it is really well written. How did you come to write it? Did you get help? Like, what was the process there?
1: I had the idea, and the title came first, which is always kind of like it came out of the ether. I don't know where that came from. It just came to in the dark of the night. And obviously, being an SEO, the first thing I did was register the domain name. Then... Then I went about putting my pitch together and putting a pitch together because I really wanted a real publisher. I don't think I would have published it if it would been self-published again. I Thank wanted you. a publisher. That was my yeah. goal. So I put together the pitch and in the process of putting together a pitch, you have to analyze your idea pretty hard. So you have to write the back cover blurb, the audience breakdown, your marketing plan, who it's for, why, what are the comparison titles and why your book is better, why you are writing this book. And I worked with a great book coach called Caroline Malloy to help me pull that pitch together. As part of that, you also have to map out all the chapters in bullet point form. Um, so I put a lot of effort into that, you know, a good plan. I'm not a bit much of a planner, but with the book, a good plan is important. Yeah. So when it got accepted, that was my blueprint. So I then I had the bullet, you know, I had some, you know, it's only like three or four bullets, but I had a gist of what that chapter would be about. And then I could sit down and write.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, okay, talk us through published, self-published what's the difference what's the pros and cons because I think a lot of people are curious about this I know I am because it's like oh my god I'd want to get published by like one of the majors you know and I think it's one of those things but like talk us through the pros and having done both I feel like you know you know better than anyone well what's the pros and cons of both
1: yeah I mean there's majors there's mediums there's minors and there's all different types. So, you know, you'd think of a major like Pam McMillan or Penguin. It's going to be hard for someone like you or I to ever get published by those because we're just not famous enough. Oh, Kate, I'm famous. I know. And (laughs) then we get into like the business publishers and, you know, I I looked around at other business books and it's Wiley and it's Magistry and it's Hardy Grant and maybe Murdoch and a few others. So pick up some books that you like the look of and see who published them. Then there's the hybrid publishers who will kind of Help you along the way while well, they'll, you know, charge you a fee and they'll do a lot of the grunt work of uh, registering your ISBN and, you know, using Ingram Spark and getting your book on, you know, Kobo and Amazon and whatever. And then there's self publishing just yourself. And that's what I've done before. So I registered my own ISBN, got my own pre-freddit, got it typeset, uploaded it to Kindle myself. So there's all these big spectrum and the pros and cons are doing it yourself is, is hard. It, it kind of working out as you go, how to do it very hard if you go with a hybrid i mean obviously you're going to be paying their fee which can be anything for 10 to 15 grand to to get them to do that for you now remember self that's still self-publishing so you could sell about you know maybe if you sell 300 copies you work the maths out it's not great the problem with hybrid and self-publishing is generally distributions so some hybrid uh, companies have the distribution as in they can get your book in dimmix they can get your book in the airport but some don't so that's a really important question to ask because anyone can put their book on Amazon. Anyone can put their book on Kobo. I could do yours tomorrow. But getting your book in Dimmicks at the airport or WH smiths that has to be done by a distributor. And it can be quite hard to get that. So that's when the business book publishers really have the advantage, because they have those relationships already. They know the name of the game. They've also got PR relationships and TV relationships and It's just more powerful. So the distribution for me was the biggest factor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally fair. Because I think, and you wanted to have that moment. You knew that setting out to do this, you weren't doing it self-published again. So, okay. What does it cost? Like self-published versus being published. Are you? I know you said you're willing to share. So what? Yeah. Is, what is the the cost of this?
1: Look, it's 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 pretty much of a muchness. There's no way you're getting out of this without spending less than about fifteen k. I mean, you will find hybrid publishers who will charge a bit less than that, but you know realistically 15k and if you work even with a business book uh, publisher they won't give you an advance we've all heard about that you get an advance and that that's not for the likes of us you will actually mitigate their risk by buying a thousand or two thousand copies of the book at a cost and that will probably be about 15 grand and then for included in that is the proofreading the typesetting the distribution the releases everything so 15 grand is the, the minimum i would say my book, we're talking more 30, 40 grand. Wow. When you add in the merch, the launches, the book launches. Uh, I did a bit of Facebook ads. I got a bit of coaching. I had a PR person. sheer cost of just producing graphics. And that's not my time. Mm. That is not my time. That is hard costs. If you yeah. add my time into it at my rate, probably talking more 100 grand. Yeah. You know I mean?
0: So yeah. yeah. Okay. So return investment then, because you and I love this phrase worth it
1: yeah look it's there's roi and there's roi so there's tangible roi and and spreadsheet roi and then there's kind of you know fluffy roi you will never make it's very unlikely you will make the money back for the book and that should not be your goal but obviously you know had a lovely member join my dmc membership and she found me through the book so there's a grand and a half this person bought my course there's three grand this person did this i got a speaker gig and that's th- this much, you know. So you, you'll get it in other ways, and that's why yeah. it's really important to have those other things set up before you write your book. So there's lots of access points for people, but the ROI—it's different. Is the brand awareness, the amount of people who followed me since? I don't think you can buy that, you know. Yeah. People loving your brand and recommending you and that advocacy—that's less spreadsheet ROI, but it's just as important, I think.
0: Yeah, and I feel like, to be honest, the way that I've seen you and like, look, I knew you pre-book like and I've always loved your brand and I've always loved what you're about like even before Kate showing Kate you know what I mean like I remember you when you were on that journey and I think I the first time I reached out to you was when you like went from cartoon Kate to Kate Kate
1: ah the real me yes Mm -hmm.
0: and I was like oh my god I love this because I was just starting my business journey and I just loved everything you're about I was such a fangirl and you know but I think the way that you've done this you've done it in such your brand like it's that fun, it's that personable, it's just you. And it's so hard not to resonate with you and actually be like, she's just so honest about what what business is like and about what, you know, even this podcast coming on and just talking through like, well, yeah, this is what you have to do to make a book.
1: Yeah. Like, just I just the- think there's a lot of floof and fluffle and people make stuff up and it just sets us all up for failure because we we believe it. And we think that's, you know, people saying, oh, I've sold 8,000 copies of my book. No, you haven't. I, I looked on yeah. Nielsen, you've sold 800. What are you? Yeah. Why are you doing that? What, what What does it achieve? No one's impressed because when we look at people who have great success, yes, there's a degree yeah. of going good on you. But the main thing is, is that we reflect it back on ourselves and it makes us feel bad about ourselves. Yeah. And then that reflection is false because they're not telling the truth. Yeah. So, you know, you're sitting there thinking, I've only sold 300 copies of my book and this person sold 8,000, but mm. they haven't. And you've done great. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think it's so important to have someone who's willing to kind of pull back the curtain and go, it's all a lie.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> well, Even like, even with my podcast, right? Like when I first started, the first month I launched, I think I had 20 something downloads. Well,
1: this what? is it, right? But- and, and true for me, like my recipe podcast, I think it's had something like 700, 800,000 downloads. Big whoop. Oh, my six fish podcast with this said crapple. Crapple, yeah. I haven't even looked at the figures, but it'd be tiny, 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 tiny. Yeah. You know, it's it's in the it's in the thousands, not the hun- the tens of thousands or the yeah. t- hundreds of thousands. And I wish more people would share that.
0: Yeah, because it' good- and because I think that's why we don't be consistent with something, and that's why the longevity doesn't come into stuff, and why we're like, I'm just giving up because we all want this instant gratification. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It yeah. actually doesn't exist. It is a fake world that people live in that involves likes and follows. But actually the real world we're living in, that turns to dollars and cents and turns to real success. If we want to talk about what success looks like in, in actual terms, yeah, you know, that, that feeling of I created a brand I'm fucking proud of. Yeah. And like, it, you know, and that actual, like that re- real talk about it takes time to build this shit. You know, you're saying don't, don't, it took me seven years to get to a point to do this book. Yeah. Mm you know i like think how- that's
1: it i think because the expectations are set so high we don't appreciate that what amazing thing it is that we have made a business up out of our own heads and we get to do it every day mm-hmm. yeah we're not making millions but this is our we've made it we've literally made ourselves a job we don't have to put a bra on and go into the office <laughs> you <funny>. know <laughs> and, and we don't appreciate the glory of what we've done because we're too busy you know like what's the line don't ask for the moon you have the stars you know yeah. like we're, we're so and, – and it's because of these people setting false agendas and making us feel not enough yeah. constantly. And that's what the co- – I and mean, we've talked about this before. That's what the coaching and personal development world is set up to do. It looks magnanimous. It mm. looks like it's there to help you. But in some ways, it's saying to you, you're not enough. And if you buy this thing, you will be. Bit, yeah. And therefore, it's a little bit nefarious. And we have to look out for that, I think.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's it's so true because I feel like the entrepreneur world has become very similar to that like self-help world.
1: It like, has. It has. I, I hate it.
0: I cheat yeah, down so often now. Like, I I'm do. like, I can't stand it. Like, I I just, whenever I see these, like, I, it's funny because now I'm like, in my head lately, I've been thinking about how do we do social media different? Yeah. And like, I've been having these real conversations with myself and I'm like, how do I show up that's different? That's a li- little bit controversial. I love fucking being controversial. You and I both. Yeah. Um, but I love saying it as it is, but then like everyone's realized the recipe to success, if you will, on social media. So they're all following the same shit. And I'm like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. So it's like.
1: Yeah. And but it's easy to get sucked in by that. Cause even I will look at like, you know, entrepreneurs who have bigger followers than me and go, oh, you know, they always put a cover on their reel so that their wall looks neat. And I just, what? I, got, I can't be bothered, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't, I think. It's funny, I had an epiphany the other day, because I'm often sitting here going, how can I be different? And what can I make that's new? And I realized, to some degree, I don't need to be different. And I don't need anything new. You just need to do what you're doing. Because we are enough, exactly as we are now. And someone, somewhere will like what we're doing. It doesn't need to be new. It doesn't need to be shiny. It doesn't need to be different. It doesn't need to be contrary. Just sharing good stuff. I'll give you my example. I always use this example. A lady called Karen Hillen who runs Hillen HR. Is she freaking dancing on reels or doing jazzy wall stuff? No, she just turns up every day, shares a HR tip. Every day. Sensible. It's practical. It's, you know, it's nicely designed. It's not setting the world on fire. Well, I need a HR person. Who am I going to contact? Mm. The person that danced on Reels and got a million dollar viral, millions. No, I want the person who's steady, who's consistent, who's persistent, who sounds like they know what they're talking about. That's all I really want.
0: Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. I think that's, I mean, I know that we went on a tangent, but you and I do that sometimes.
1: Yeah, we do that. It's fine.
0: Well, I had one other question for you, and you're totally welcome not to answer, but you said to (laughs) me, like you said before, you mentioned that you had a little bit of a hiccup this week. Yeah, yeah. And like what did that like what's? and you said that it might have damaged brands yes yeah so So the hiccup
1: was is I'm trying to to degree scale down my business and it's very hard when people have had things for a long time and you take them away so the first up was the cover copywriting school which I'm closing uh you know I told everyone I gave them a lot of notice um, and I gave them options to join other things, but obviously people are sad that that community that's run for a long time isn't going anymore, but it does not serve me. And I honestly feel it does not serve them either because I feel copywriters need to be more holistic. The hiccup I had the other day, the other day was my SEO course has always been lifetime access, which was great when there were 20 people in it. It's not so great when there are 1,500 people, 15,000 on the bigger courses logging in every day, wanting things, you know, expecting this, that, and the other. So what I wanted to do was say, I'm going to give you 14 months notice, not two months, not six months, not even a year, 14 months notice, and then I'm going to switch it to a subscription model so that I can scale it and keep it going. People were up in arms, and I get it because lifetime access, whether you read the terms and conditions or not, feels like it should be forever. Mm. And some people don't understand that that's the lifetime of the course, not my lifetime or your lifetime. <laughs> and so people were up in arms and I can come back and repeatedly say, it was in the terms and conditions which you accepted when you joined. Mm. Or, but, you know, from a moral and, and brand point of view, I had to backtrack. And so I backtracked and said, okay, you know, that was not fair. What I'll do is from here on in, the course will be one year access for anybody new who buys it. But for all of you, you get to keep it. You get all my free content and essentially a new course every year until I frickin' die. No, until I close the course down. But I equally said, the course will end and you need to deal with that. And when it does end, you'll get two years access to the materials, but they won't be updated anymore. And that is all you get. Because the response I got yesterday from some people was obnoxious. You know, I feel that people are really struggling to regulate their emotions at the moment. And if they see an opportunity to yeah. attack,
0: they take it. Yeah, I actually think it, it is a, um, I feel like it's a reflection on the world right now a little bit as well, because I know myself, I've been getting in fucking fights with people I've never gotten in fights with before. And I'm it's like, weird. I'm like it's a weird what is time. happening? Even to it me. I, I looked at my own behavior the other day and I was like, I'm acting like a child. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, you know, when you look around the room and you're like, no one else is being a dick in this room. Someone must be the dick. Oh God, it's me. It's me. So, you know, and 100%. it was a it, it was a moment to sort of I obviously was very upset by all the nasty emails yeah. and I felt very hard done by because I thought most other courses are years access. No many you know, a lot of other people wouldn't even freaking send an email like this. You just come to the site and not be able to log in. If I was like a big brand, that's what would happen. But because I have built an intimate relationship with my followers and because I'm honest, people felt they could be honest with me. A little too honest? Possibly. Mm. And also I had broken a promise, you know, or uh, I'd adapted, I'd changed. And most people understood that after eight years of doing something, I was allowed to maybe change the path that some people did not understand. And I I,
0: I also feel like, though, it's kudos to you because look at the course, like the course completion rate for most people, right? The fact that you've still got everyone in there, like so engaged yeah, yeah yeah like what a compliment kind of it was like, a lesson
1: I mean it is you know to have that visceral reaction it shows me how people are uh, attached to me and the brand and the course yeah. and how much they value it and then today when I, I you know I I wrote you can go and read the email I'll pop it in misfits and um, I wrote an email and said look this is I, I'm not big enough and arro- too big or too arrogant to think I haven't made a mistake so this is what I'm going to do yeah. and th- today I've had probably 170 people email me back, which doesn't sound a lot, but it's only like, you know, two thousand or so people who've done. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. uh, saying, writing personal responses and saying, I didn't speak up. I thought it was a great idea. And I wish I'd said that it was a great idea, but thank you also for giving us more access, you know? Mm -hmm. So it it may turn out to be a good experience for my brand. Everything is workable out of all. Even the darkest things can be turned into a good experience
0: yeah. as long
1: as you're willing to admit if you've messed up.
0: Yeah, and learn from them, right? And okay, I learn. So, go, ahead. okay, well, you know, the wins from this are actually the fact that I have a highly engaged audience. Yes. yes. <laughs> which like, you know, most of us don't. So congrats yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, it's not nice that they were nasty. Uh, that's not needed, but you know, unfortunately here. And there's only a
1: few, but it's obviously the few that yeah. really get to you and you're sitting there knowing that it's going to be a a difficult thing and you're waiting for those emails to come through and then they do. And and it's hard. No, I'm proud of myself because I didn't bite back on any of them. I kept it, kept it cool, but it's not been a fun few days and I do need an app.
0: Yeah. You need a holiday again.
1: Oh God, never again. I'm never leaving, (laughs) never leaving my home.
0: (laughs) Okay. You've, You've been through the wars, but I mean, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. I guess I have one more question for you about the book. Yes. Um, What's been the most amazing experience from it? I want to finish on a positive oh, note. Like, nice. What's been the thing that you're like so warm in the heart when you think about it from the book experience?
1: I think it's just the support. You know, I was, you know, people coming to a book launch, you, I would viewed it as like selling tickets to any other event. But no one needs to come to a book launch. Literally everyone who came, came because they wanted to support me. No, they could buy the book at Kmart or not buy it at all. So it's literal Showing of good vibes, you know, and that to me was amazing. And also, I was in Big W in the Blue Mountains buying some knickers, and a woman came up to me and said, "Are you Kate too?" And I said, "Yes." And she went, "I just got your book," (laughs) and and it was that was freaking amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: yeah, yeah. They're, the cool, they're the cool moments right and i am sad i didn't make it to your book launch because i had something else on that night i never you were
1: running it. a marathon or something <sighs> or having a hot date you're always no, yeah. sadly i
0: it was i was at you're an account.
1: accounting awards i, I mean, was at accounting account. awards
0: not sadly but sadly that i didn't have a hot date yes. and i was hoping yeah. that i might meet an accountant that night didn't happen oh, yeah rough it's rough out there <laughs> <laughs> That's the next episode. 100% next episode. You and I (laughs) talking dating. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kate. And being so, you always bring, and I like, I know I've messaged you privately about this before because every single time I see you speak, every single time I talk to you, every single time, you know, it doesn't matter where you are or who you're next to on a stage, you just bring the real. And Mm -hmm. I find that so refreshing. And it reminds me when, like, honestly, it's so nice to have people in business like yourself to look up to on those really shit days where you're like, I'm not doing that well. And you're like, no, no actually, like, it's okay. Like, I've got K2's doing
1: shit too, so I don't feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know so what you mean. Good. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you very much. Thank I always you. love talking to you. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Hi, Beck here. Just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in Potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.